Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. But we need to reach more people because we have so many apathetic, brain-dead, let's-stay-out-of-the-system people, and they need to realize their future is in jeopardy. So please share this broadcast and all other materials you think that are relative that can bring people into a level of awareness so we can, uh, shall we say, get overwhelming numbers and take our country back from those who have usurped our power. So please share. Uh, we have a really good guest today. We have uh, Christy Lee, and uh, she is, uh, she, I told her in the pre-interview, she reminds me in her background a little bit like Carrie Lake. Mainstream media, good success, and then all of a sudden just couldn't put up with the nonsense and the lies that are told to people and all the propaganda, and uh, decided to inform the people of the truth. And we know in this business that means necessitate going your own way. And um, with uh, Christy, she went the way of AmpNews.us. She's got a show called Counter Narrative. And with Carrie Lake, she decided to do the political thing. But the origination point was interesting. And I think we're going to see more mainstream media defections. And we're going to join Christy in just a second because we're going to get her take on Tucker Carlson, the current state of the media, and a lot of things that are related. But first, I need to let you know that uh, My Patriot Supply has a great special going on right now. And folks, if we go to war, if we have an economic catastrophe, did you read the news about Charles Schwab? It's not good, and it could have a toppling effect. You're going to have a trouble getting food, and if you don't want to stand in a Biden bread line, <laughs> you don't trust the guy, well, you better be prepared. And My Patriot Supply can fulfill all those needs. They're number one in the industry. They've not raised prices. They have specials galore, 2,000 calories per day, 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And uh, also more to the point about my Charles Schwab comment, I'm really fearful about people that leave everything in the bank. The banks are in big trouble. We've had two more failures. Charles Schwab report is so negative. Their assets are maturing, but they're billions of dollars behind. This could have a toppling effect on the economy. And the Dodd-Frank law of 2010 says that the banks can keep your money. That means your retirement. And so Noble Gold can get you out of all that mess and they can gold back everything. And listen, folks, gold has held its value for 6,000 years. So let me send you a free information packet. And by the way, I should mention this to you. I've been a customer of Noble Gold for going on five years. I've trusted them to diversify my assets. I'd encourage you to take a hard look in these difficult times. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com, and I'll rush that out to you electronically. DaveHodgesGold.com. Well, 
Christy, I'm really glad you could join us here because uh, I've been inundated with uh, reasons why Tucker Carlson's gone, what the effect is on media, which I think is highly significant, and what lies ahead. So I'm going to just kind of throw the ball back in your court and and let you just give us your take on how you view the situation. Well, um, thank you for having me on here, and thanks for the comparison to to Carrie Lake. Um, I love her. I've had the opportunity to interview her a couple times. We even have the same initials, Carrie Lake, Christy Lee. We're both KLs. I mean, (laughs) that's that's something. Um, As far as the whole Tucker Carlson thing, um, that was really what Fox News had going. I know my own parents really only watched Fox anymore because of him. So, uh, they're just done as well, like so many others. Uh, he was the draw. Um, otherwise, your tried and true people that you could trust, you could find on alternative media. So really, that is, you know, one, like the last man standing. As far as trying to figure out exactly why and what happened, I think it could be, like so many things, not one answer. And I think that there's probably a little bit of truth to all of the theories that are swirling around. Uh, what's crazy about it is just the brazen nature of it, it seeming like the big media machine doesn't care, that that they know that ratings have been going down continually. They know that trust in the media has gone down continually year after year, and they just do the same old tricks. They have less ad dollars coming in, but something keeps the machine moving. Um, now we are seeing uh, what could be uh, like allowing certain media operatives to fail because maybe they're trying to do th- the same thing with the banking industry where they're trying to centralize it even more. And who knows, we could even see a point in time where they try and define the, our propaganda machine that we're subjected to as a utility and that they need to, it's too big to fail. They need to like bail out the media industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess anything's game at this point at what we could see happen. Um, I think people are anxious to see Tucker Carlson's voice return, but I would caution that that could be a while. Um, we don't know what his contractual obligations are. We yeah. know he hired the same lawyer as Don Lemon, um, which tells me, you know, they were already agreeing to pay him out on this contract as far as uh, the information I've gathered. So the, the main reason he would secure an attorney is to remove his muzzle and <laughs> to be able to get uh, be able to talk and find something different. Um, so but I, I do think that's going to take some time. I don't think it's, it's going to happen right away. I suspect they're going to keep him uh, quiet and in the freezer until after the next election. I think that's the goal. I think he's going to try and fight back. I mean, I, I don't see, I think that there's two kinds of people. I think there's inquisitors and there's warriors. And I see him as a warrior. And by that, I mean, there's people that are, are doing things. Uh, they work to try and make just be as accessible as they can and make as much money as they can. And then there's people they, that do it for the passion. And they, uh, I think he knows what's at stake here. I see him as a warrior, um, somebody that's it's doing it for the passion, not for the money. I think he probably has plenty of money at this point. So I do think that he realizes the importance of his voice and the importance of being in this culture war and, and fighting back and taking back our country. So um, I, I'm encouraged that he has retained an attorney and hopefully he can really fight to get unmuzzled and um i don't think it will matter i don't think it'll end up being a money thing 
uh, as far as where he goes next. I think it will just be whatever makes sense to where he can continue to have his voice still in the game, if you will. Do you know his two-minute uh, piece that he put out on Twitter uh, drew over 70 million people at my latest count? If you just took half of those, and he charged a subscription rate of $10 a month, it did live streaming all of Glenn Beck, the profits are staggering. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a low-cost overhead when, with podcasting. Yeah. And, and he already has a home studio. So um, I could see him just becoming totally, uh, absolutely, positively independent. But have you considered the effect of the Restrict Act and how it could come in and how it could affect all of us, including Tucker Carlson? Yeah, absolutely. And that's my big fear. And that's what I've been talking about as far as um, the brazen nature of these big media execs, like seemingly not caring about the loss of viewership, the loss of eyes, it's like they know something we don't. Like they, they're just plowing ahead with the propaganda and and wanting it to be controlled. So uh, that's why I was talking about what, maybe they're trying to centralize even further. Maybe they know they could get a bailout. And, um, and as part of that plan, they'll continue to try to find ways to restrict their speech and, and shut down the alternative media with, if restrict one doesn't work, then they'll have, I'm sure they already have a backup idea of restrict two type bill. You know, it's like, it's scary. Um, but that's definitely, definitely part of their plan. And, and it, like, like I said, the brazen nature of it just makes it eerie. Like, like they feel, like they feel like they know they can do something. Well, they've upped the ante because they're going from cancel culture to putting you in prison for 20 years. And and, oh. uh, and and the way I've had it explained to me, I actually took it to a lawyer. I do some work with he does some work for my corporation, and I asked him. I said, Could "Go through this a little bit. Tell me and tell me what you see." And he said, "It's clearly going to be selective prosecution because it's so vague and so general." And I said, "Well, how, how could they get you?" And he said, "If you have a VPN that lands in a foreign country's enemy as a way to disguise where you're really broadcasting from to protect your computer security, he said they could say you're cavorting with the enemy." He said, "It's that loose." Mm-hmm. And that's that's wow, the concerning that thing. Makes sense because there's so many people that use those uh, services like ExpressVPN and stuff like that to protect their information. Wow, I'd never thought about that. That's that's scary. Well, he bootstrapped it into uh, trading with the enemies act too. He said, "Let's say you you land in Russia." And it's just a way of disguising your IP address, and you're not doing anything wrong, and it's only a millisecond. doesn't matter. If you're an enemy of the state, you know, you oppose all, all their uh, social criteria agenda, their economic policies, they could selectively prosecute you, is what he told me. And I said, do you think you'll get the 20 years? He said, depends on the prosecutor and the deals they'll make ahead of time. But he said, you'll do significant prison time the way this is written. That's scary. Wow. That's really scary. So yeah, I, and we've already seen selective prosecution. So it's, it, I mean, these people are are nuts. They're inhumane. It's awful. I'm sure you've heard from the, a lot of the people that have had to deal with the January 6th persecution. It, it's just insane what they've had to deal with. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, have you seen about the Chessman mom? Her son's been in, uh, incarcerated for 27 months, no trial. Rarely gets to see his lawyer. Food is inadequate. Um, it's they're still holding people despite the J six uh, tapes that were released that I think are really exculpatory. Well, I mean, even that can be woven into our discussion about Tucker. I mean, that is another thing that was swirling yeah. around. 
they amped up this whole thing that we were going to see footage that would be incriminating to the other side. Um, and we did. We saw some. But it wasn't to the degree I felt like they were amping it up. And it's just kind of like Tucker just stopped all of a sudden. It's like he had the one and then like one more story, a little bit of a story, and then that was it. And that was certainly not what we felt like we were going to get as far as the amount of hours they were saying were being released. Yeah. So um, there's that, too. Christy, it wasn't just that. He did the same thing with the Kennedy assassination. CIA did it. Well, they may have in part been the impetus but that really doesn't tell you much about how it went down. And and so he stopped on that after one presentation, and then he rarely mentions election fraud, but he does occasionally, but doesn't go into detail, um, which probably he couldn't because of the lawsuit from Dominion. But uh, right. he does that with a lot of things. And what I think, it's not Tucker. I, I think his producers are probably pulling his chain. Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah, would Yeah, I'm guess. sure he had... I'm sure he had restrictions. And, like, that's why I said I don't think it was any necessarily one thing because even Robert F. Kennedy had said, oh, this, you know, he got let go five days after he really stuck it to Big Pharma. But, yeah, there was a lot of things that he was doing. There was a lot of things that he was kind of wetting the appetite of viewers to dig deeper into. So I think it's just a mixture of all of that. Yeah, you just wonder how far they're willing to go. But, I mean, the first time they put a broadcaster in prison, let's say for five years, uh, you know, this it's it's going to send off shockwaves in this country. That's when I think people will stand up and say, whoa. Uh, and, and they'll do it to make an example of someone to say you can't be an enemy of the state and print these things. So that's, there's, there's already so many things happening, Dave, though, that I am like, how where is this not already setting shockwaves off? Like as far as with the Pentagon, the latest Pentagon leak, oh, yeah. you had the very same news outlets that were lauded in the past. And as a longtime journalism student and being in journalism, you hear of, you know, the great things that journalism has done, like exposing the Pentagon Papers way back when and um, the lies that were told about Vietnam and, and then, you know, Watergate. And it's from the very same establishments that the way they handled this la- this past leak mm-hmm. to, to solely focus on the person that was leaking and not the fact that the leak actually showed, again, the government lying and the huge ramifications of that. I mean, here we are on the brink of World War Three, and instead of focusing on that bombshell, you're focusing on, like, how can we avoid a leak? What more can you tell me about this leaker? I mean, how does that not wake people up, you know? It's disappointing. Well, in the course of my work, I get to interview people. Many of them are ex-Intel. Some of them I get information from covertly that are present Intel, just serving out to retirement, but don't like what's going on. And they all said the same thing about the leaker. Uh, first of all, he looks like he hasn't even reached puberty. And second of all, he didn't have the rank sufficient enough to pull that much information from that many sources because the Intel would have been compartmentalized. So the participation in this leak was much bigger than this one person. That's that they, that's yeah, and then you got to wonder why. What purpose was that serving? Um, that's a good question, isn't it? Well, <laughs> uh, the Pentagon's failed their last five audits. So where's the money going? I mean, there's that, that, that to me is just as big a story, and, and it never gets any attention in the mainstream media. It doesn't, but it's refreshing to see. I'm not sure if you saw that... Uh, clip of John Stewart uh, interviewing the Department of Defense uh, uh, 
representative. I, I, her name excuse me, but she taught, he was asking about that and she was so defensive and so arrogantly dismissive of, of John Stewart, you know, that it, it was telling that, you know, they just think that they're above. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time then how dare you ask me about you know where the money is going you know i want to backtrack just for a second you said something that i thought was really really insightful and you basically were saying that the networks or the people behind them i'll put my addition in are willing to support financial loss as long as the message gets out and i knew what happened to art bell uh, i we have a lot of joint friends and i knew art a little bit i knew john b wells who was fired from coast the losses they incurred as a result of that i'm good friends with john b wells in fact i'm having him on tomorrow and and now tucker it's kind of all the same thing these people make decisions to hurt their own profitability, but someone's underwriting them. Have you looked into that at all? Well, I mean, that's what I'm curious about right now. And I keep on using that word brazen because it doesn't make sense that they would be willing to take such hits, that the writing's been on the wall for a 
few years now that uh, eyes are disappearing and uh, ad dollars are, are declining and they just keep on doing the same things and not addressing why that is. Um, but like I said before, you know, it is impo- more important to them that they control the narrative, that they get that narrative out there than it is to bring in a profit. So who is the puppeteer or puppeteers uh, behind the scenes that are propping things up? Are they going to try other things? Like I said, you know, we're watching it happen with the banks and they've said things, you know, things like um, too big to fail when it comes to banks. Are they going to continue, like, try to define increasingly um, this big media machine as a utility to where if things get too unsustainably bad that they're going to come in and rescue this uh so it, it makes you wonder it's really interesting the you know here's their conspiracy theory of the day from a lunatic maybe they're forcing these outlets in the media to fail so they can centralize control over the media I and mean, it becomes state-run media and they don't have to worry about profitability well, that's exactly what I think that they're doing. And I think that what we see happening with the banks is cluing us in on that. They're, they're purposely trying to centralize the banks and um, our currency so that they control how we spend our money. And, and I think that we, they, of course, they would try and do the same thing with their propaganda machine, their big media. They're, they'll, they're allowing it to centralize even further so that it's easier to control that one narrative that they want to push out. And then they have waiting in the wings, things like the Restrict Act, to shut down any opposition or um, competition to that. So here we are, 1984. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, that's where my crazy mind was going. I'm, I'm glad I got good company in this. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I've talked to a few people in media in the last week that think the same thing. Um, do you think there is a major reason why Tucker was taken down, or is it a combination? And I'll just let you kind of run with that as you see it. I do think it's a combination. I, I think like so many things, there's not just one reason or the straw that broke the camel's back or anything. I think I think it was something that had been brewing for a while. And then um, they just perhaps it maybe I mean, perhaps there was a couple of things that are like, all right, we just got to pull the plug. Um, but I, I think it had been brewing because of he, he he can't be controlled. He wasn't. I don't believe he was doing it really anymore for the money. Um, I believe he he knew the importance of his message and in, in in this this fight that we're in and um and he was pushing against that machine and that they just couldn't have that. So they pulled the band aid and here we are. <laughs> In my discipline in academics, when I used to teach, I, one of the things I taught was body language. And you are, I, I agree with you, you are so on the money. There's newscasters that are dispassionate. They're just, here it is, almost monotonish, no real emotion or affect to what they're saying. And then you've got people like Tucker who are off the charts passionate. He could almost not control his own emotions when he had a big story. Mm-hmm, Yeah. I agree. And I think with the latest thing that we've seen, um, like with media matters, uh, quote unquote, leaking some some other uh, hot mic video, it's hilarious because they acted like it was a bad thing. But if you actually watch those clips, it just shows his authenticity. <laughs> you know, it's just like, OK, yes, Tucker is who he seems like he is, you know, and I actually think 
makes people like him even more. Have you noticed that since his uh, firing that the mainstream media devotes a good portion of their day, both print and broadcast, demeaning him in different ways? And some of the demeaning takes on a ridiculous tone where they go after him for things that are almost inconsequential. Have you seen that yourself? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, this this is their MO. They do that every time. I mean, they... They've been calling him far right and misogynist and all of the names. I mean, because that is the classic example of when you don't have true rebuttals to the information that he's put out there. It's the name calling. And so it's just a continuation of that. It doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, that's uh, to me, it's just it's been all over the top. Like I give you an example. Uh, he was shown a video where he was talking on a cell phone to a Romanian reporter through an interpreter. And they said, well, you're going to do this on uh, the Fox News Live that they do that special what they have on Roku. And and he says, oh, no, that sucks. We're not doing it there. And they're trying to make a big oh, deal yeah. out of it. Fox Nation, that's what it's called. And he's he said, oh, Fox Nation sucks. Website's terrible. And, 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 and you're right. He is who he is. That's just absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. If you were to predict once his barriers are removed that uh, have muzzled him with non-disclosure, how do you think he'll resurface? I think that it will, especially when you come from something like that. I know for, for, from my own experience, um, coming from mainstream, if you will, traditional journalism for so long, I wanted to go the complete opposite way. I wanted to be in a situation that would provide me the most freedom. Um, and I wasn't willing to accept anything that would restrict me going forward. So I feel like it'll be kind of that same reaction, um, just based on my own personal experience, that uh, he's going to only accept something that will give him true and total freedom. And I think the thing that makes most sense is if he just creates his own or if he, um, it's possible he signs with Rumble if they give him enough, if that still remains free enough. Um, but it makes most sense to me that it would just be kind of like what Megyn Kelly do- has done, um, created her own outlet um, so she has full control and not actually sign with anyone. Yeah, if you were standing in Vegas and you had to make a bet, would you bet on an organization like Newsmax he would join, or he'll do his own independent no streaming? Yeah, see, that's what I say, too. Exactly. I laugh when people say, like, Newsmax or OAN. I really don't think either of them ha- would have uh, viable offers, and I don't think, I don't see that as being Tucker's personality at all, to go from Fox to something else's control. I mean, come on, this man is, is smart. He is intelligent. That cannot be denied. Newsmax is still under, you know, corporate control in the sense that you have a CEO who has been sympathetic to the Clintons. Millions of dollars have been uh, donated to the Clinton Foundation under that leadership. You think he's going to go over there? Heck no. (laughs) I don't think so at all. I mean, I would be shocked. (laughs) Do you know that you just revealed something that probably 95% of my audience doesn't know? I'm being very serious. No? No, about the leanings of the CEO of Newsmax. Wow, yep. No, Christopher Ruddy, and it's very simple to investigate for yourself. You can go on Newsmax right now, click on the search search bar, put Christopher Ruddy or Chris Ruddy, uh, Clinton Foundation, in the search, and and you'll see a couple articles of him flowery language and and yes i did donate to to the clinton foundation here's why (laughs) 
and it explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, but people do have bifurcations in Donald Trump. I mean, he went to one of the Clintons' uh, family weddings, and uh, they hobnobbed together a little bit. So, and, and I don't think they'd be doing that today. So, you, no. but do you still think uh, Ruddy still has those same uh, allegiances to people like the Clintons? I do, I do, because I, I just there, I feel like there's too many, uh, too much other evidence of um, them not willing to go all in on the truth. Um, I'm, I've heard way too many stories. I mean, they got rid of Emerald um, because she dared questioning the the jab. Um, they, I just recently interviewed, um, DM, you know, DML, Dennis Michael Lynch, who used to be the number one host on Newsmax. And he was talking about how he was trying to interview folks that had written kind of exposés on the Clinton. And, and, and they're like, no, you can't, you can't do that. And then they said, um, well, we need to start clearing your topics. And his show at the time was called Unfiltered. <laughs> He's like, wait, you need to filter my topics for my show called Unfiltered? Like, no, I'm not doing that. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't see that they can be trusted in the same way that it, we've known for a while now that Fox couldn't be completely trusted. Yeah. I think the same of Newsmax. Do you know what's, what's ironic? I put a YouTube about two days before Tucker was fired and I said, don't be deceived by Tucker. Fox News is still controlled opposition. And I gave about five examples and here two days later he gets fired. And, and I really wasn't predicting in that time frame. That was just mere coincidence. But yeah, I've seen through Fox News for a long time. I remember it was what 15 years ago they were a a defendant in a lawsuit for firing fox employees for telling the truth and the judge ruled no the news doesn't have to tell the truth and the the reporters lost the case so i want to go back to your situation okay so you're having a good career uh reach a success and you thought you were taking a good situation in california what was the point issues related or uh that came along that said i can't do this any longer well my first shock was really the frontline doctors and the way that was handled uh you have a group of doctors and they come out together and these are not wacko doctors by any stretch of the imagination i mean you have simone gold who's both a lawyer and a doctor i mean come on um and they were uh pushing early treatment um the the speed at which that was shut down, that at which that was mocked, at which I saw others in my industry cheering on that they were that that video was being taken down from social media, um, censored, was unbelievable to me. It really shook me because one of the core tenets of journalism is to be a voice for the voiceless, and you had these supposed colleague journalists of mine being like yeah duct tape them duct tape their mouth shut i'm like wait what <laughs> like this is this is not how this is supposed to go um you're supposed to no matter the size um like even even if it had been presented like the majority of doctors are are saying this and here's a minority of doctors that have come together and, and think that that we should be looking at this other you know that would that would even been more fair but but that's both sides and i mean that is what journalists were always tasked to do is to respect the audience enough to bring them the information deliver the information and let them decide um what a shift we've seen in all of a sudden this arrogancy 
from the media to be like, no, I'll collect the information. Let me sort through it. Decide what I want to tell you. And I'm going to be the gateway to this truth. I'm going to break it down for you. You allow you can hear what I allow you to hear because, you know, you're too dumb to, <laughs> to figure this out on your own. Let, let me do it for you. I mean, it is so disrespectful to your audience to treat them that way. And it's so counter counter to what we were taught in just basic journalism. So that was like the, the thing that really woke me up. And then after that, um, just the sudden shift in the writing style of the news that would come down from the corporate ownership. I was under Sinclair at the time and um, national news packs coming from Fox News and uh, CNN. Those are frequently used for local newscasts. And seeing the amount of adjectives littered throughout the, these scripts um, and the amount of sentences that that had no source or would just be very generalized, like widely reported, or, you know, like, that's not a source. <laughs> that's not attributing it to anybody. You're just saying wildly. That's like, basically, because others are parroting this sentence, I'm going to parrot it too. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, this is not journalism. Um, and it was, it was noticeable, the shift. Um, and so I started speaking up about it to my news director and saying, what is this? Like, why, why do we have so many adjectives here? <laughs> you know? And he agreed. And he was actually let go a month before um, there was a layoff of, to which I was a victim of. Um, for, you know, it uh, seems obvious reasons. But um, Well, the layoffs for yeah. economic reasons that they couched, but really it was for censorship control so they could clear the deck. What, what was it? Well, yeah. So, I mean, in my case, Sinclair was did uh, do a mass layoff, um, and they cited the pandemic as the reason. But, um, I mean, and it could have been that. I mean, it could have been. But I, I do think I was the squeaky wheel that was raising a fuss. And so, you know, this gave them an opportunity to be like, oh, because of the pandemic. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. <laughs> you know, um, but it was it was that release that I needed because I had an agent out in New York and he was, you know, quick and anxious to, to place me somewhere else. And, and I was like, no, you know, God allowed this to happen for a reason. And this is the out that I've been wanting because I had moved myself and my three children across the country from Ohio to California. And it was like heavy on my heart every night that I went to bed. I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. Like I feel complicit in the fear mongering and the propaganda and the lies that are being spewed to people. It doesn't feel good, but I, I don't feel like I can just up and quit because I just, I moved my, my whole family across the country and I don't, I don't know what would be next. Yeah. Um, so it was like, I felt, I feel like God heard my prayer and like gave me an out. You know? yeah. like, he's like, yep, this is, this is the direction I want you to go in. Like take this as an opportunity to reset and figure out something else. So 
hasn't been an easy road, that's for sure. <laughs> no, but you're making right. the most of it. But uh, what, what I'd like to see, this is something that Carrie Lake has never addressed, the question I'm going to ask you, and, and I wish she would. Uh, we know why she left. She made that really clear. Voter fraud was a huge impetus for her. You mentioned the frontline doctors. But what I'd like to know is in the work environment you were in and that you had firsthand knowledge of, how many people you worked with are aware that the mainstream media is really nonsense uh, and they lie through their teeth uh, and they're representing political interests in doing so, but they just keep quiet? Uh, is it 50%, 10%? What do you think? Oof, um, I'm sorry to say that it, that it is minimal. Um, it was very disappointing. You got a lot of young people working in the newsrooms now. Um, because ad dollars and revenue has gone down, something that didn't happen 20 years ago it happens today. They, they are hiring people either in college or straight out of college and easily, who can be easily, um, groomed, I guess you could say, into, to a whole different way of thinking. So, um, I was frustrated in my newsroom. There was very few that could see what was happening. Now, my, co-anchor was again he was right on board it, even my weather guy he the meteorologist um, they were all on the same page as me like what is happening <laughs> you know um but the younger reporters our producers um they were clueless they they had no qualms about talking about their hatred of trump in the newsroom um i mean nothing was off the table they were they had been properly groomed <laughs> to carry the leftist torch, and so that was disappointing. But I do, I do think it's related to they're hiring them younger and yeah. younger. You're talking about groupthink. And I should probably right. mention, um, one of the things I've done in my background, I've been a mental health therapist and I've taught in academia. And, uh, so I look at sometimes in terms couched in that profession and you're describing get them young enough and you can make them the way you want them. And so they won't question anything. But unfortunately, someone who's a seasoned veteran like yourself, well, we're not doing so, so well with her. We got to move her along. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yeah. that's what I have seen in other media. By the way, I didn't come by this naturally. I, I should never be behind a microphone. I'm shocked at how well our podcasts are doing. I was uh, a college basketball coach and a professor, and and John McCain Mafia came after my rural property and that of my neighbors, and I made the mistake of speaking up at a public meeting, and they said, okay, you are the spokesperson. They were trying to steal our land without compensation, and it was over the mm-hmm. Central American Free Trade Agreement transportation system they wanted to put a corridor through our area and take our underground water and it started an eight-year battle and i was in the media enough i eventually got offered a show on a radio network that was out of wickenburg arizona and so that's how i got started in this i didn't i didn't really ever see myself being in the media other than being interviewed after a basketball game how did you so so i i look at this now and i just in the course of me doing this, I had my first radio show in 2007. And as the course of doing this now for 16 years, I have seen this country go to hell in a handbasket. I mean, it was bad when I started. It's now beyond bad. How, how do you view the current situation? What do you see as the biggest threats and, and, and how you cover them on your show? I mean, I think one of the biggest threats is the assault on our children. And um, I am experiencing and have experienced that in my personal life with when I moved here from California to, to Texas. Now I'm in Texas. 
um, I was kind of hopeful, like, okay, I'm out of common California. I'm going to the free state of Texas, but I ended up in Austin, which is oh, trying well. to be like California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's like all I had to say, right? Um, and so I'm one of those, those moms that is, um, my, actually, there's, there's a few of my stories that have ended up on Fox, Fox Corporate News, um, Fox News National, because I've been covering parents being pushed and locked out of school board meetings, uh, police, uh, school police resource officers, like manhandling parents because they dared to want to speak up in a school board meeting, which is um, in accordance with Texas law, the Open Meetings Act. Um, so it's, it's insane what has happened in just my own personal school district um, with, with the pornography uh, in the books and and everything else. I mean, it's just an all-out war. And then the drag shows and, you know, whatever, drag shows, who cares? But, like, the, the fact that they're so adamant about incorporating kids into seeing these shows and, and being exposed to it, it's just, it's so strange. It's so strange. So I think that's one of the biggest things is this this huge assault on children. And we're seeing it even, I mean, when I've covered stories at the border, um, how unsettling. I mean, I was like crying coming back from the border because it, it, it was so unsettling as a mother to see all these little kids and even babies and just for uh, you know, in these lines and and just looking and, and wondering like, okay, does that child belong with that person? You know, where, where are they going to end up? You know, what's going to happen to them? It, it's It's from all sides. It's so sad. Yeah, you just uh, pulled the words out of my mouth. I, I do a show once a week uh, with uh, former DHS supervisor Doug Thornton, and uh, he did the Portland Antifa thing, and he also has been on the border. And his border stories are absolutely horrific. And he still has sources that give him information, even though he left because he couldn't take it anymore. But you're absolutely right. Not knowing who's responsible for a kid. You, you've seen that Biden is being uh, grilled on where 85,000 missing migrants kids mm-hmm. yeah and i could tell you where they're at they're being trafficked yeah and, and uh it's this is uh, one of the side benefits for certain people yeah i live in arizona so we get the border thing up front and that was one of carrie lake's buttons hot uh carrie lake's hot buttons uh because she's in arizona but also voter fraud and i wanted to get your your take on that do, do you devote much of your resources at all to the voter fraud issue I mean, I've covered it, but I, I, it's something I sometimes stay away from because I have such a pessimistic view on it. I mean, it's hard to have any confidence that, like, we're doing enough to um, protect the integrity of the vote. You know, I see and covered articles about, um, oh, Carrie Lake, 28 points ahead of anyone for, for Senate. And I look at stuff like that, and I'm like, who cares? Unless they figure out a way to... To prevent them from cheating what's it matter if she, i mean she was favored to win for for governor and they stole it so um i don't know what it's gonna take or to have more confidence about that other than i do appreciate folks like scott pressler who is on the ground and trying to um get people registered and and acknowledging okay we cannot fix this overnight so we have to play their game we have you know, uh, do the ballot harvesting if it's legal. I, I believe he is right now in um, 
is he in Nevada? I think he's right now in Nevada, and there's like 150,000 people registered Republicans that didn't vote in the last election. So he and I, and you can actually collect ballots there if, if I'm not mistaken. So he, he's like, let's do it. Let's play their game. <laughs> you know. So I mean, unfortunately, I feel like until we we have enough control to where we can bring it back to a safer way, that he's right. You know. Um. I can say this immodestly, I hope. Liz Harris and myself, and Liz Harris is a defrocked legislator, got elected, well-known for her voter fraud investigations, and her results were stunning and documentable. And she was in the Arizona House of Representatives this year for three months, and they kicked her out for bringing in election fraud experts that talked about racketeering connected to it with documentation and affidavits. Now, Liz, I was the other person in Arizona. If you wanted to go to two people and look at uh, the best sources for voter fraud in Arizona, and we're the worst in the country, it was Liz Harris and myself. Now, Liz Harris and I have kind of joined forces, and they're trying to put her in prison. Um, the, the, the attorney general has not said this yet, this new Democrat, but I've got an inside source inside the AG's office and they told me, yeah, we're, we said, she said, Dave, watch your step. And I've known this person for 20 years. She said, watch, wow. watch your step because our office is going after Liz Harris for voter intimidation. And all she did is she went house to house to house in Maricopa County and did a representative sample and found that as many as 300,000 ballots were fraudulent. And all they did was they walk up to the door and they said, we don't want to know who you voted for. We just want to know if so-and-so lives here at this address and if you have any knowledge if they voted or not. And that's perfectly legal. I mean, public opinion poll people go to doors and who would you vote for? And they even get more personal. But they're going to try to throw her in prison for that. And it's DOJ pushed but they're doing it at the state level and they're saying she's guilty of the KKK act violation and they're going to all oh they're, they're also going to use voter intimidation she knows this too she's heard the same thing so so this wow. is they're not even waiting for the restrict act to go after her and a lot of people tell me you know Dave watch your butt because you're next but i will tell you this uh the the stories you hear and you said something earlier I, I wanted to mention this you said the adjectives they use like according to all sources well here's how they handle voter fraud here your typical newscaster here will say when they talk about Carrie Lake discredited Carrie Lake and her election theory yeah. conspiracies and yep. the report that Liz Harris used to get her kicked out of the uh, Arizona legislature was 120,000 pages and had 20,000 documents and affidavits in it and they call her a baseless conspiracy theory and on, well, and they also use the, the qualifier they, another favorite is quote without evidence they love yeah. throwing that in yes. but I, that's also a play on words as well because you have the word evidence and you have the word proof and evidence is just anything that you're bringing to the table to try and substantiate what you're saying proof is like okay i'll allow you know this is this shows without doubt you know so to say without evidence is just unbelievably incorrect and um an adjective that what you're you're sourcing yourself you're the source of of qualifying that it that she's coming without evidence you know it's so so disgusting of journalism at that point um that was another sentence that actually in one of my scripts that i rose issue with was um uh, it was a it, it was a Christine Frizzow script from down from Sinclair, and the fact that there was three qualifiers in one sentence, I was like, "What is this?" Because it said Donald Trump 
claim or no Donald Trump falsely claims without evidence the election was stolen. Um, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. So you have falsely a qualifier of claims, which claims you're always um, told not to use in journalism um, because there is kind of an undertone that they're like, just say says, always use says, because then you're just being impartial. There's no undertone. Um, so she actually used the word claims, which you're really not supposed to do. So falsely claims. And then and then on top of that, without evidence, I'm like, this is so over the top. Uh, it would have been more fair journalism to say Donald Trump says the election was stolen uh, Democratic leaders and election officials contest that um, that that claim or whatever. Uh, I mean, at least there, then you have both sides, and you have like who's saying that he's not um, correct or whatever. You're at least attributing it to somebody. But this was a standalone sentence and a script, and it's just. Oh, Unbelievable. Sometimes they get more aggressive than that. In May of 2021, I wrote an article, and I said, these are the five ways, in my opinion, and what I found in my research, that the election was stolen. Three of them were documentable. For example, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors that really perpetrated a lot of the fraud, they did not allow the election heads in the various precincts to have the election codes as prescribed by state law. And I had information from people that said because the votes were counted in foreign countries and they didn't want that revealed, they refused two court orders to surrender those codes. And the sheriff was a party to the cover-up. And I, and I printed this and I just said, this is mainstream media stuff. You don't even have to take my word for it. Just look at it. And I put the links. Within six hours of the publication of that article, as far as I know, and probably more, 13 people were called by people connected to the audit, which was really the fraud. They were they created the audit to cover up what they did. And they called my contacts that were running my article or had me on their radio shows, and they threatened them. They just said, we'll end your career, too, just like we're going to end Hodges' career. We're going to shadow ban the hell out of him. And Paul Preston of Agenda 21 Radio was told, Hodges is going to get you killed. So they can get really aggressive. And I'm telling you this story as a buildup. How much pushback do you get on AMP News now? How much what? Pushback do you get from the stories you run? Oh, um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty new with AMP News. I've been with them for like four weeks. Uh, okay. But um, I mean, I'm I'm sure all my stuff is is heavily shadow banned. I mean, I I'm, I have about a hundred thousand followers on Facebook, and I I used to get thousands of people like watching my lives now like it's just it's less and less now if i hop on their live uh at first it was like down to a couple hundred uh, i believe the last time i went live on facebook it was like 34 people <laughs> and i'm like and this used to be thousands of people now just a bunch of thousands of people all decide at the same time they found me un- uninteresting <laughs> you know or um are they purposely hiding my stuff and what's so sick about that is they don't they they haven't on my um internal you know back page there's there's no nothing that they've given me like a a, a mark for nothing that they've uh put a, a flag on my stuff for so it, it, they're just doing it that with with no reason um i mean obviously we know the reason but yeah yeah yeah. so i mean my stuff is definitely highly shadow banned has has anyone come after you personally um uh i mean of course i like so many others i get like threatening messages Mm -hmm. and um things like that but 
Um, and uh, you know what else about this, Davis? Like, it does make you paranoid. But I'll look out the door, and I guess there's somebody sitting outside my house. I, my mind instantly goes there. Like, well, what if they're with, you know, some federal agency? <laughs> Like my mind instantly goes there, like always. So it doesn't. It does make you paranoid. So who knows? Um, but not that I'm aware of. Well, on the Liz Harris uh, issue, because this is getting, some of us are keeping this alive, even though the mainstream media is ganged up on her. Uh, she had a trusted colleague in her car, and she records her conversations, and this trusted colleague threatened her graphically threatened her you will stop this or this is what they're going to do to you and this is eventually going to come out on all media and that's what i meant by have you been threatened that way like for myself when uh i was following john mccain on the campaign trail tell him the country what it was like to have him as a senator who does not respect the fifth amendment uh i was broadcasting from my old home in the city and uh, we had a lot of family over. I'm upstairs. They're downstairs. Eight shots over my house. Witnessed by two people. Um, wow. Shell casings found. And this is a week after I was threatened at the state capitol by one of McCain's representatives for doing what I was doing in the media. So that's what I meant by do you get threatened. Because if you do this long enough, I'm, I'm telling you, you will. Paul Preston had his brake lines cut. So, I mean, this is the risk that we all take. And I just wondered how much of that you yeah. experienced. Uh, well, I mean, they were actually able to, I feel like, shut down my or quelch my my voice pretty quickly um, because I originally came out as a whistleblower on Infowars, which has a global audience and also has a huge target yeah. uh, on its back. So I feel like the minute I appeared on Infowars, they, they instantly went into action and suppressing and shadow banning me and just uh, preventing me from growing that way. Um, and I, I feel like I'm still feeling that, but, um, other than, I mean, I thankfully haven't had anything crazy, scary happen to me yet. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope it doesn't. It just, but, yeah, me too. but if you do this long enough, most people, when you touch a nerve, they want to touch your nerves, but I think they're careful mm-hmm. not to create martyrs. I think that's our one safety point. They don't want martyrs, mm-hmm. but they do want to intimidate. Yeah. That's, that's what I've seen. Definitely. Well, um, you know, this is so fascinating because um, I love these stories where people have enough integrity. They walk away from a monster to doing something productive, which you've done. But what do you think our future is? If you were to look ahead and say, okay, is this going to end for us soon because of things like the Restrict Act? Or is this going to take a different form? How, how do you see the future playing out with truth tellers? Well, I mean, I can only say for myself, like, the, the only thing that keeps my sanity going is my faith in, in Jesus Christ and, and knowing that He's the blessed controller of all things, um, because I, I can. I'm guilty of being pessimistic, you know, when we, we have to expose ourselves to all this negativity and then make sure that other people are aware of it, like, day in, day out. It can make you very like, oh, man, this is just that nothing's going to happen, right? But then I always have to bring myself back to... Um, Anything that happens, God will allow to happen. Anything, you know, that that doesn't, you know, it's all part of his plan. And he's the blessed controller of all things. So that's what I have. To me, it's not really as much as predicting what will happen as it is reminding myself to surrender. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But not surrender, not that's not to be misquoted, though, like, uh, 
not don't just surrender and do nothing. I mean, I think God wants us to take action and he wants to fight for truth and we're made in his image. And so um, he loves truth, justice, and we should be fighting for that and not stop fighting. And, and like the word of God says, like when all else is, you know, when you can do nothing else, stand. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm pressing on. I'm, I'm going to continue to try and expose the truth and I'm going to continue to fight for justice. Um, but, but surrender ultimately what happens to, to God. What do you think the ultimate challenge is that faces us today? The ultimate challenge. Um, I know there's so much. I guess, I mean, there's so much I could choose from. Um, I think it, it can be apathy, like what I alluded to, like what those, those moments of like, my gosh, nothing's, nothing's happening. Nothing's going to happen. And you can kind of start to sink into apathy. They want us defeated. They want us scared. They want us like, you know, what we're talking about to, to worry. Well, if I, if I take it this, this much step farther, then I'm going to really put myself at risk or my family at risk. And, you know, obviously there's utter lawlessness ruling right now. Um, but we can't do that. We can't. Um, fall into that. We have to persevere. And uh, like Philippians 3 says, press on, you know, to the upward call of, of Christ. So, um, yeah, I think maybe overall it, it would be apathy, like not like stepping out of the fight, you know? Yeah, I, I would put that in my top three, too, as well. And I think if you ask 100 people the same question, you're going to get a different order, but you're going to hear a lot of the same things. But I totally agree with you. The apathy is troubling. But I, I actually wrote an article on our website yesterday about this, about the learned helplessness. It's the people are conditioned right now. I think that their actions don't make a difference. And and uh, this explains why so many people are just apolitical. Um, and we've got to give them a reason to get involved because we have no future the way things are going. Our kids have no future. And uh, it's just, you know, my son just graduated from uh, university. And I'm thinking, I hope he gets to live out his career ambitions. I mean, it's that bad. So I, I agree with you. It's That's an issue. To me, I look at this. I would pick voter fraud as number two because being enmeshed yeah. in, in Arizona, we're the worst in the country. And I know exactly how yeah. they stole the midterms from Kerry Lake. Um, and I've articulated that. And without free elections, you live in a dictatorship. And yeah, and absolutely. that's what, but the other thing, and you've alluded to this by, kind of by a byproduct, this is a decidedly Christian show. I don't know if you knew you were coming on to one like that, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't think that we can solve these physical problems with a physical solution. We're in a spiritual war. And it's going to take yeah, it's going to take spiritual solutions. And you've alluded to all these things. I mean, we share a lot of commonalities. The only thing that might be different is how we rank order them. That's really it's really mm-hmm. interesting. Well, I want you to talk a little bit about your organization, how people can follow you, and and when you air and so forth. Okay, yeah. So um, I am now with American Media Periscope. You can find it at ampnews.us. AMPnews.us, and my show is called Counter Narrative, and uh, a new show drops every day of the week, Monday through Friday at noon, and um, I cover a super wide range of topics, anything from many of the topics that we've hit upon today um, to economic updates um, to 
the sanctity of life, which is the topic I'm covering today, mm-hmm. which is an ongoing war. Um, so, yeah, wide range of topics. I try and because of the negativity that we, <laughs> we have to uh, be aware of, I try and keep things uh bring in levity where I can be, be, uh, have some humor where I can, you know, so that we can all keep our sanity. Um, but you'll, you'll see great guests like, um, I've had Cheryl Atkinson, a great journalist on recently. Um, this week I have Dr. Shiva Iadori on, um, Mm -hmm. who is no stranger to knowing how election, uh, fraud happens. So he's going to have tons of, of, information about that as well as talking about his throwing his hat in the ring for the presidential election so yeah um wide range of individuals anyone is welcome on my show um and it's again it's called counter narrative because i i want to bring the the counter narrative i want to bring the other side um to bring overall balance to the landscape of information well i wanted to tell you that i uh, really appreciate your integrity and uh, I said I compared you to Carrie Lake, and that was meant to be a very favorable comparison because it's not easy to mm-hmm. give up your career that you trained and worked to achieve and, and walk over just for the sake of the truth and your faith, and I really admire that. And I'm sure a lot of people from our audience are not going to check you out if they haven't heard of you before. They have now, and I wish you continued good mm-hmm. luck, and thanks for coming on the show. Anytime. Thank you so much, Dave. Take care. Hey, welcome back, and thanks to Christy Lee for joining us here. It's so gratifying to see people's integrity take over and actually march to the tune of the truth, because you know and I know that Christy was secure in her position. Uh, she had won awards. She had secured two different positions, and she just couldn't take the lies any longer. And so it's just, like I said in the interview, it was just like Carrie Lake all over again. So... What's my takeaway from this? And I'm wondering what your takeaway is. Uh, send me comments, Dave Hodges, the common sense show.com. But when I look at this here, let me tell you what I see. I see the futility of you ever turning on Fox News. I see the futility of you ever turning on any mainstream media news, including your local news. They lie about their lies. I mean, just, just with the, uh, Liz Harris, Brager report thing. They go the discredited Brager report. Well, first of all, the law firm that did the report on corrupt Arizona politicians and state officials, uh, they do RICO work for the government. They never looked at anything. Part of the case had already been adjudicated in the Southern District of New York. So they go totally baseless, totally baseless. It's a bunch of bull. You know it and I know it. Turn off all mainstream media and focus on the sources you can trust. I'm honored you're here. I'm assuming that you trust me. And, of course, many of my colleagues, this is where you should get your news. If you don't, you're going to be deceived. Also, I'm going to ask you to do us all a favor. We really need you to share these digital platforms. But don't just send them to the echo chamber. That's fine. Send them to your friends, your family. But also, please send them to people that really need to hear the truth, the people that are disengaged engaged and do not know what's going on anyway again our thanks to christy lee what a courageous person she's certainly worth following this is dave hodges we'll be back here again tomorrow thanks so much for joining us god bless all of you and may the lord protect you and bless you 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.